The Weekly Harvest, an in-depth look at the Brandon Weekings and the WHL. Washman trying to come up with it for Allison. Here's Allison right in front. He scores! Brandon Jr. Hockey fans, you've waited two decades for this. In the league's 50th anniversary, your Wheat Kings are the champions. Hey everyone, welcome. Episode one of the Weekly Harvest. Uh, certainly a, a, a monumental moment here. It took us a couple months to get it off the ground. I'm Brandon Crow, the voice of Brandon Weekings on Q Country Radio. He's Chris Falco, the director of Game Day Operations, and uh, certainly a, a real cool day here for, for Weekly fans. You know what? We're excited to do this. It is the debut episode of the Weekly Harvest, so keeping people up to date, all things Brandon Weekings. Uh, you know, n- not just talking about games and highlights, but upcoming events and some behind the scenes stuff as well and uh, some great interviews which actually we have week number one so coming on up in a little bit we're going to have uh, kurt jory here former week king uh, who has quite a story to tell so unbelievable it, it, really yeah so i'm uh, real excited to kind of delve into in, into his history uh what, what he's doing now and uh how junior hockey led him to that um but again we'll, we'll, we'll get to kurt in a few minutes uh kind of right off the bat just for everybody listening Kind of a who are we? I mean, yeah. you kind of said your voice, the Wheat Kings. Uh, this is Brandon, you know, we're Brandon Crow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's me. the infamous Brandon Crow. Uh, but just kind of like tell everybody what's kind of your background. Well, this is my, oh, I've tried to figure this out the other day. This is my ninth year of doing junior hockey play by play, fourth with the Wheat Kings. Obviously, I came in after the championship season uh, trying to fill the, the shoes of uh, Bruce Lubke. He was here for 25 you know, plus years. Um, before that, I spent five years in, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League with the you know various teams, Melfort, Nippon, Humboldt, did some university football as well with the University of Saskatchewan. So I think I'm well over 600 games now uh, on the radio and uh, you know now into my fourth season in Brandon. And uh, you know I grew up watching the team. I grew up in Nippon, Boys Vane. It's a big Wheat King fan growing up. Uh, I had jerseys and mini sticks, came to games with my dad, listened to the post-game show going home. So this has been my team since I was a little kid, and it's uh, kind of cool to finally you know, be able to be a part of it in some way. I was never good enough to play. So this, this is this is me being the starting goalie in my mind. You know, this is hilarious. We've known each other now for, for a number of years. Our stories are very similar. You're from the South, though, and I'm from a little Northwest. I'm uh, from Russell, but same kind of story. Yep. Like, I remember coming in for games when we were kids, uh, you know, watching Marty Murray, the, the Darren Richies, uh, lighting it up back in the, you know, early to mid-90s. Uh, so, you know, you don't get to now be part of the team uh, is, is an absolute thrill. So your background, like you were doing play-by-play, were you working at the radio station at the same time? Combination of both. Uh, started uh, at in radio doing just news and weather. And all yeah. of a sudden, the sports director said, hey, uh, I got to go. <laughs> I got another job. And uh, by the way, you've got three teams to do, so good luck. See ya. And that was pretty much the end of it. So that first year, uh, in 2011, I did, uh, I did 101 games that year between three teams and football. That's a lot of hockey. Uh, yeah. It was every night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was going end to end. So you had to learn quick, and uh, it, it was kind of learn by fire. So it was it was kind of neat. Things settled down a little bit. I got on with one team, and then you know the schedule got a little lighter. But right. this is the the peak right now for me. Is is these sixty four games are you know the my main focus, and uh, and I love love being a part of it. Right. And your radio though is pretty much always play by play. Yeah. Where mine's kind of the, the 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 opposite. Where it was you know fifteen years of of doing music radio, uh, doing DJ parts, uh, but then even now, counting back, I mean, this is going to sound old, I mean, over 15 years in radio, Ooh. but uh, it has now been uh, over 10 years of, of doing hockey as well, uh, not on the radio, but doing the public address announcing, doing the music, being a part of kind of the game days, uh, you know, starting Junior A uh, back in the... Old Grizzlies, the, right? The Old Grizzlies, the Old Grizzlies. 
Yeah, I was doing the morning show there at the Rock Station, and uh, they needed some more liveliness for the for the games. Uh, they had no kind of game intro. Like there was there was nothing. The players just skated out. They had music, and the guy would announce the goals and penalties, and that's it. I uh, went and bought like the police lights from the dollar store. I <laughs> uh, screwed them into a piece of wood, and I put them by the gates. And I told the security guard, I was like, hey, when the players come out, flip these lights on. I'm going to turn the lights off. And that was the first intro. And then we just did like audio intros. And anyway, literally fell in love with hockey from there and the game day presentations. Um, and that kind of transitioned into full-time radio, part-time hockey, into full-time hockey, part-time radio, now working full-time for the Brandon Wheat Kings. So, so now here we are. Here we are. Episode one. Uh, we're going to do this every week. Uh, the audio version uh, will be available on Tuesdays at noon. Uh, and then the video version on WCG TV as well will run on Tuesdays at two different times uh, as well. So uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a neat look. And uh, it's certainly uh, another way uh, to connect Weeking fans with their team. Uh, and that being said, it's been a busy week for the Brandon Weekings. A Tuesday, yeah. Friday schedule, a lot of goals scored <laughs> in these two games. They were down 3-1 on Tuesday. And everybody was singing the blues up in the press box after the second period, thinking, ho-hum, here we go. And all of a sudden, bang, 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 six goals in the third period. They come away with the victory. I looked at you at one point during the third period and said, did not expect that. And uh, it was a great finish Tuesday night. There were too many people who left the building after the second period who, and, and, and to be fair, it wasn't the best start, but that second half, the second period, it was st- starting to turn the momentum. You almost yeah. kind of sense that, okay, this wasn't out of the realm of possibility. And the two goals Swift got were kind of just unfortunate breaks. Right, right. And I, I didn't feel like like the team was completely out of it. That being said, nobody expected them to come out and pour it on the way they did. Uh, but all of a sudden, everything went their way. Um, it was one of those nights, you know, where you were in the marketing and promotions. Uh, you, you just love it because all of a sudden... Everything hits. Every giveaway. All, all of a sudden, all the promotions <laughs> hit. Uh, you know, all the fans they start cheering along because, oh, great! I get to I get to save money on pizza. Oh, I get to save money on gas. I love that. When we score six goals, you get to save money on gas the next day. Uh, and then we get the seven. You get the supper. It, it's been just awesome when all that stuff happens, and uh, especially you know against a, a division rival as well at the same time. But the, big the, comeback. Then you go to Kamloops Friday night, and you got down two nothing after one. And again. Uh, a lot of people started thinking, oh, oh, here we go again. It, Brandon's been yeah. a team that has started poorly all year long, but all of a sudden, the goals came in bunches, and there were eight goals scored in the second period between the two teams. Uh, pardon me, six goals in the second period, tying the game up at four apiece, no scoring in the third. We go to everybody's favorite, three-on-three overtime. Everyone loves it. Go to a shootout. Unfortunately, the Blazers get the only goal of the five shooters and come away with the victory, but a real good effort from Brandon, and another one of those come-from-behind-and-score-some-goals type games. It was almost one of those games when you look at it, you would say, you know what, if the like beforehand, if the Weakings can get one point yeah. out of this game, then that would be a success. The Blazers are a very talented team, um, even though they're on the road. Uh, you know, it's going to be a very tough matchup. Uh, but during the game, you almost felt like, hey, the Weakings almost deserve this at times. Like they, they really oh, yeah. played up to, to their opponent that night. Uh, and, and then they had a great effort. And again, it was led by even the games before. It's it's it hasn't been Cole Reinhardt again. No, it hasn't been Luca Burzan. The Ty um, Thorps. It, you know, it's the Ty Thorps. It's the Johnny Hookers. It's the Lyndon McCallums. It's the it's the Duncan Pierces. Uh, the, you know, the, the, these are the guys who they are contributing right now. Yeah. It is four line hockey. Like Dave Lowry has all these guys going. Uh, even the post game interview, which uh, we're going to air here right now, uh, we'll listen to it and then we'll kind of give our feedback. But uh, we're going to hear from Johnny Hooker. Uh, following a great performance, uh, second star performance that night, and then head coach Dave Lowry. 
All right, let's start by uh, walk us through the two goals. Well, on the first goal, we had a power play, and uh, I think it was Vincent Iorio who had the puck on the point, and he uh, got it through traffic, and uh, I forget who it was in front of the net, but did a really good job boxing out the other players, and the puck just sort of bounced to me, and I uh, just sort of threw it on my back end on the net, and it uh, went far side. Um, on the second goal, we, uh, we regrouped, and then I think Bodie Hagen got the puck, passed to Chase on, and then he made a, a great pass to me, and I just, they drove the net, opened up space for me, and uh, I found a hole. But uh, it was, you know, it wasn't just me who scored those goals. It was a whole line, whole team, you know. It was a contribution from everyone on the ice. What can you take from a night like tonight? Well, I think it, I think it was good effort-wise for sure, and uh, you know, every game is a, a building block for our team. We just keep on, we got to keep on getting better, and I think this is a, a big step for us. And uh, the work ethic was good. You know, we didn't get the two points, and every guy in the room is disappointed. And you know, that's that's big. Everyone wanted more, but uh, I think the effort was there. And uh, you know, we just need to uh, focus on the next games before the break. We want to play fast. We want to get pucks going, and we want to attack. And you know, you look at their team; they're a fast team. And, and for us, that was a that was a real good challenge. I, you know, you're disappointed you didn't get the, you didn't win the game, uh, but there was a lot of efforts to be proud of tonight. You didn't expect out of Kamloops that you saw tonight? No, you know what? Hey, we knew that uh, coming in, they had uh, they had the third best power play and they had the number one penalty kill. So we knew that uh, we didn't really want to get turn it into a special teams game, and we end up getting nine power plays. And but I, I thought our penalty killers did a really good job job tonight when the game was on the line. We made a couple adjustments, and and uh, you know credit to your goaltender, he made a couple of big saves when he had to. Uh, it really was a total team effort. Uh, it was generally a really speedy effort from the Wee Kings. Um, oh, there's our oh, timer. Yeah, first segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> touch on the goalies, though, before we wrap up. Uh, Erie Pateri faced 42 shots that night. I didn't think he looked great starting the game, giving up two goals early. He was dialed in the rest. Of, he made some highlight reel saves. His team plant save of the night was unbelievable. Well, which one? There was two. Oh, we he, actually had to pick two. I, and, and, Sometimes I kind of cheat when I put those together because I just can't pick one, and neither can in the production room. So, you know, that, that paddle save uh, was fantastic, but e- even the other one, where the, the, the trying to get the backdoor pass there, it was, Yuri, Yuri was on. Unbelievable. So three or four points uh, to start the week of December based on some real quality goaltending. And speaking of quality goaltending, we'll throw it over now to former weekend goaltender Kurt Jory, all part of the Hockey Gives Blood initiative. You know, it's the first week of the Weekly Harvest, so we thought we'd bring in a special live guest. And uh, with that, uh, glad we could bring in somebody that we can talk a lot of stuff that I'm interested about. And uh, for our first guest, I'd like to welcome former Week King, Kurt Jory. Kurt, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. A little cold, I must say. <laughs> welcome back to Brandon. Uh, it's been quite the week. Uh, former player, you got a lot on the go uh, these days, but before we get into all that, I uh, kind of want to go into the backstory. So first of all, you're, you're back in Brandon. Um, just kind of you know, tell us about your junior career and, uh, and how you ended up here, first of all. Yeah, um, really pumped to be back in Brandon. It's uh, such a hockey community, and you just get that nostalgic feeling uh, when you enter the city. Uh, it's the city of the Wheat Kings. I was very fortunate to be able to play there um, after some time in Nipua, um, and then they shipped me off to Moose Jaw. So uh, <laughs> that kind of sums up my career. Lots of uh, really great memories and lots of friends made along the way, and uh, yeah, really happy to be home. Now, your, your, your time with the Wheat Kings in junior hockey, it, it led you into taking advantage of, of the scholarship program. So 
part of the role is uh, I take the players out into the community and we do all the school visits, right? Mm-hmm. We're always talking about the importance of education, um, you know, for the players who don't turn pro, what it means to play in the WHL and how they take advantage of that scholarship opportunity afterwards. Uh, you went to a great university. You got a degree. Can you just kind of tell us about how your junior career led into that? Yeah, that was uh, that was a really great opportunity and that, that program the CHL does uh, with matching a year of tuition with how many years you've played in the league is just a phenomenal opportunity for, for kids to really seek out that next level of education and um, at, you know, even the guys who do get to go play pro, we all end up in the same place at the end of the day, playing beer league hockey, hopefully, if we're lucky, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, using our, uh, using our mind and our education over our body. And uh, when you're athletes, you, you kind of take that for granted. And, uh, you know, me especially, the route that I went down and, and having an injury like that, I'm very happy to, uh, to have taken that route. Yeah, we kind of want to go into this, especially because that's what uh, I'm guessing it kind of led you into what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the, the like the injury and, and what happened well, while you were playing you were, for abroad. You were what, 21? Yeah, when 21. Yeah, it was my first year of university um, coming out of uh, junior hockey. It's all a very new experience. You're back in school and it's a really, really intense schedule, but really fun and was playing really well. And yeah, unfortunately, was on the other end of a skate blade that ended up severing my jugular vein, um, similar to the Clint Malarchuk incident that most people infamously know very well. Luckily, was able to survive the incident and in the follow-up recovery was the recipient of blood units. So um, really sparked my interest and just awareness. You don't really think about that until you or someone in your family uh, needs blood. So it's not something that they make in a laboratory. It's something that we need people to go in and donate. Had you ever given blood before that? I know you're only 21. A lot of us young guys don't think about it, but yeah. had you ever given blood prior to that? It's funny. I was just talking to somebody about that. I think us, I had sorry, went in us, us young guys? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm young. You're an old guy. You're a couple years older than me, aren't you? Okay, sure. <laughs> I've never given blood, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I think I had went in once. Um, I'm not 100% sure on the timing of that, but I, I do remember going in once or twice uh, beforehand. Uh, my my step-grandfather, if you want to call him that, was, uh, was in World War II, and a, a big part of my stepdad was always a big blood donor as well. So um, I was aware of the need, but not uh, as aware until it you know, really affected me directly. So now, obviously, the Hockey Gives Blood is, you know, was created back in 2018, and it's kind of between stem cell research and, and you know, talking to hockey players about the importance of it. Mm-hmm. What is your message uh, when it comes to you know, talking to hockey players about the, the need. What, what sort of points are you bringing to each locker room kind of thing? Yeah, well, it's just, it's just about the responsibility of, of what they should feel. I mean, this is, this is supporting Canadians. This is one of the most impactful ways that you can donate. You don't need to be wealthy to do so. You need to be healthy. And uh, a lot of people are, and they're able to do it. So as we know, the, the blood donor base in Canada is, is aging. And really getting that awareness out to that younger demographic, which a lot of the time is, is led by hockey teams and they're a big part of the community. And the leadership the Wheat Kings have shown in this partnership has just been phenomenal. Well, and I mean, speaking on behalf of the Wheat Kings, I mean, we were very happy to come on board with Hockey Gives Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously with, with the history of you, know, you and other former players, uh, mm-hmm. it's something that we're you know, happy to be a part of. Um, what is uh, the best way for someone who maybe doesn't know anything about giving blood or has that stigma of maybe they're too young and they're just afraid. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I don't like needles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
it, it's, it's not as bad as people build it up to in their heads. Absolutely. They, they, they think it's going to be a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, you get juice in a cookie. Yeah. I, I, this, it's not bad. <laughs> you, you sit there for a couple of minutes, you know, you're doing a good thing and then you get a little treat. I don't know. I always think it's good. But for those people, that stigma going for the first time, it, it's, it's kind of a hurdle they have to get over. It is, absolutely. And, and you make it more of a, a social experience. You go with a friend or a family or somebody who's done it before and um, really helps calm you down and, and that anxiety you can feel from. But like you said, it's it's phenomenal how many people go in the first time and they're like, that's it? Like, yeah. I'm done. That's that's yeah. all. And then you see them, you know, book in the weekly or the sorry, every couple of months they get in to, to donate. There's plenty of teams and connections as well. And not only about the blood, but the stem cell registry as well. I know that that's a, you know, when you look at the, the Mandy Schwartz Foundation in Saskatchewan with, you know, Jaden Schwartz and her sister, Mandy, who played at Yale and, and trying to find that as well. That's a simple thing that guys can do as well. Just a simple swab of the cheek, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. So we were actually out there at that event uh, with the Schwartz. That was just a phenomenal experience. And yeah, I guess to put it in perspective, you, you literally open up an envelope and there's Q-tips and you swab the inside of your cheek in, in four places, top, bottom, um, and then you're entered into the registry. So that's the easy part. If you were get, If you do get the call one day and you have the ability to save someone's life, um, a lot of the time what they do now is inject you with a hormone where the bone marrow actually comes out in the blood. So it's just basically almost oh, like wow. a blood donation. Again, we have this stigma in our head that, you know, we're going through the spine, yeah. to, right? Uh, and you're laid up, for, laid up forever. That's, yeah. It's not at all what it's like um, anymore. They, they have to do that a very small percentage of the time. That's, wow. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, technology yeah. now. I mean, I'm not yeah. surprised, but... Yeah. Uh, Couple couple of notes uh, for those of you listening and watching. The cooperators will be on site with information on the Canadian Blood Services and Hockey Gives Blood on Monday, December thirtieth. Uh, the Wee Kings and cooperators presenting a mobile blood donor clinic. You see those all around southwestern Manitoba. It'll be at the Keystone Center on Thursday, January 9th, the day before the trade deadline day. So it's already Ooh. stressful enough for these hockey players. <laughs> now they got to give blood. Uh, I wanted to ask you, have you had any health issues as a result of the injury, or was it simply uh, get healed up, get stitched up, get some blood, and away you go? You know what? It uh, The actual, I guess, the jugular being severed and, and the blood replacement was a pretty much, it was about a two-week recovery. Um, but a lot of the nerves were cut because the skate went mm. so deep. Um, so, yeah, I've had a lot of, you know, you just get neck pain from working on a computer too much, as I'm right. sure you guys know, and even as you just get older. But uh, there's been a lot of maintenance to do, but I'm, I'm no different than any other hockey guy. Everyone's got their <laughs> something that uh, the game uh, reminds them of every now and again. So, uh, wh like, whereabouts are you now? What, what part of Canada? Yeah, so I live in Kelowna now. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I still cheer for the Wheat Kings. Okay. Um, well, we I got hope to see game. you guys at the Memorial Cup because <laughs> we're hosting in Kelowna this year. And uh, if not, uh, Brandon, then I'll be cheering for Kelowna. So do you still play? Uh, you touched on a little bit. You still play a little beer league? Are you playing yeah. defense now? Or are you still between the parts? Yeah, you know what? We have uh, a pretty special situation in Kelowna. One of our friends has a private three-on-three -three rink on their property. Wow, of um, course they so, do. It's yeah, Kelowna. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we play every Wednesday night. It's all kind of ex-junior uh, and pro guys. Um, we just get out and have a couple beer. Yeah, it's it's really great time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it certainly was uh, glad to have you in. Uh, and, you know, where can people find more information on this as well? Like, I, I know with social media and everything, is there a place mm -hmm. people can go do some research on this as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a website at hockeygivesblood.com. Um, you can also find us through Canadian Blood Services as uh, our partnership is with them. And through the Brandon Wheat Kings, through social media, you can go and uh, follow any three of those tags. And um, yeah, there's there's lots of information there. 
Well, we're glad. To, I, I remember when, when your incident happened, it was scary. I know everybody in Brandon talked about it. I know Perry did a great article on you in the Brandon Sun, and a lot of people always, you know, that didn't follow up wondered, hey, what's that guy doing now? So it's uh, <laughs> great to have you back in town, and, and especially for a good cause as well. So. Yeah, no, and uh, it just happened you'd be here for the first episode of the podcast, too. Like, this was great. So We don't Very really cool. we, we don't have any uh, special gifts for you. Right no, now. We're working no, no, this is cool. You guys are doing a great job. I look <laughs> yeah. forward to tuning in. Keep me up to date on what's going on in Brandon. Yeah. Certainly yeah. will. Uh, as you mentioned, the cooperators on site with information on the Canadian Blood Services and Hockey Gives Blood. That's Monday, December 30th. And then a joint mobile blood donor clinic at the Keystone Centre between the Wheat Kings and the cooperators. That's coming up on Thursday, January 9th. Uh, Kurt, uh, thanks for coming out today. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. You know what? An absolutely incredible story that uh, Kurt Jory was uh, just telling us. Uh, for the TV audience, all of a sudden he's going to just disappear. But uh, you know, for, for for us here, uh, what 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 an amazing story to, to go from junior hockey through everything he's done. Uh, right now, though, kind of turning Lucky the page. Lucky to be alive more than it's, anything. It's incredible. It's it's incredible. Um, I wish we had really more time to talk about that. It's, it's uh, graphic and gruesome, but it's an incredible incredible uh, a story survival, survival story, right? Uh, so now we kind of turn the page and uh, we're, we look ahead. And with the future, the Wheat Kings made a big trade here this week. Uh, at least I think it's going to be big in, in the future when, when, when you look at uh, what this means in terms of uh, local talent and, uh, and what he's already you know, kind of done and what he's going to bring in here with the team. Ryland Thiessen comes in here. Last year, uh, you know, talking to Perry Bergson and some people with that uh, U18 uh, midget program with the AAA Wheat Kings, he got better month by month. And at the end, he finishes a playoff MVP. So the trade as it stands, simple one for one. A sixth round draft pick from Lethbridge uh, goes to Lethbridge in exchange for uh, for Ryland. Uh, you know, they are so deep on the back end in Lethbridge that they can afford to, mm-hmm. to give him up. And for Brandon... You walk away from that, that's a great deal. Almost a bit of a steal, I would say. Again, you got to look at what Ryland's already done. He was the playoff MVP for the U18 Wheat Kings, uh, and that was a fantastic team when yeah. he was on last year. I mean, that was a historical team, what, what, the, what they got to do. Um, and, and not just the fact that he's a local product, but the fact that Ryland and his family, they have a lot of Wheat King ties themselves. Um, it's almost got to be... You know, bittersweet to be traded that, you know, the team that drafted him, you know, yep. for sure he's going to build a bond, um, not with his teammates, but with but with the, the city, like with his billets, because, um, I mean, he, he was there. Like, they've been billets, that family, for a number of Wheat Kings over the years, um, which is actually one of my fun stories that, uh, that I've got, like, with, with the Thiessen family, um, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into. But uh, it's, it's got to be bittersweet, but also, especially around the Christmas time, to get to come home, to get to oh, put yeah. on the Wheat King sweater. Um it, it's just got to be, I think, a little extra special for him now. And I think it adds to it considering the amount of local talent on the team. Now, six guys. Now, I know Johnny Hooker says he's from Winnipeg, but he grew up in Brandon. Played yeah. minor hockey till he was about 12 years old. So six guys that grew up in the Brandon minor hockey system, all a couple years apart. Some of them played together. Some of them missed each other in the age groups. But to come home, everyone of the junior hockey players, that's the one thing you'll hear is, I can't wait to go home and see my buddies. He's getting to come home to see his buddies and now play with his buddies. And unfortunately, Nolan Richie's out with that injury. But, you know, that that connection between guys like Lennon McCallum, Ty Thorpe, Connor Gutenberg, they've all trained together. They've all played together. And he gets to come home uh, and rejoin his family, who have been huge supporters of the Wheat Kings. And uh, they housed one of the better captains this club has had over the last couple of years, a guy that everyone loves to think about in his career. One of my absolute favorites, just people that I've met since I've been with the organization is McCoy Urkamps. Um, Irks was one of the best captains, uh, of course, the captain of the championship team. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of funny seeing Ryland, uh, when I, you know, saw him when he, when he came back, uh, he stopped by the office when he, when he first uh, got into town after he got traded 
and uh, just kind of said, hey, you know, it's great, great to see you. It's been a couple of years. I, I, I haven't really seen him, you know, since he was, well, back in 2016. It was like three. Thir- 13. No, it was, well, uh, about 14 four, years. Yeah, it was about four years ago. Um, so, you know, he's ago. obviously growing up uh, <laughs> uh, quite, quite a bit. Those are some formidable years there. Um, but, uh, like, I remember after when we uh, got back um, from, it was either from Seattle or after Red Deer. It all happened so quick. But uh, McCoy Camps had such a special bond with the Thiessen family that he wanted to go out and take a picture at Center Ice at the time, Westman Place. And, uh, but at the Keystone, he wanted to go out in the logo with the, with the trophy, with the Edge and Elf Cup, and take it with the family. And, it was, uh, and I took the picture. And I, uh, it was one of those memories that no other player asked to do that with his billets. At, at, at least not me, but not, I know at center ice or something, which is really special. special photo. It was really special. He wanted to be there with the logo where it meant something. Um, you know, he's from BC. So his family was in Seattle uh, as, as part of that celebration too. So I think it was just, it was something real extra special for him to get to do with the family on Brandon. Um, but, uh, you know, so now it comes kind of full circle. All of a sudden Rylan, you know, here putting that same Jersey on. Uh, so I think it's gotta be real extra special. Well, his him. dad watched his first practice and he was, he, he didn't stop smiling the whole practice. No. So that, yeah. that's a cool feeling for a parent as well. Many people asking, what's the, the reason for this trade now? A lot of people are, are connecting it to the fact Braden Schneider's now in Oakville, Ontario at the World Junior Selection Camp. Uh, you don't want to look at this as, hey, Ryland's only being brought in for a, a stopgap measure with Braden gone. No, he's coming here to compete for a spot. But you do need a couple extra bodies around, especially when a, a horse like Braden Schneider, who plays as many minutes as he does, could be gone until the start of January if he makes that team with Team Canada. Uh, they will play a couple of exhibition games. Camp opens today, actually. Uh, they'll play a couple of exhibition games Wednesday, Thursday this week. Then they'll find out their cuts. Boxing Day against the Americans. Hopefully, Braden Schneider can follow in the footsteps of Kale Clegg, get onto that team. And we saw in the Russia-Canada sub, uh, series in Prince Albert, in his hometown, he was excellent. It's one of those really cool things for him to get this opportunity this week. He's one of those players, too, that he's not incredibly flashy, as we know. He's just incredibly stable. Um, he's very, very rarely caught out of position, plays well with the puck. Um, you can play him in almost any scenario, and he's, and he's going to play well. And, uh, and he's really finding himself as a leader. Uh, he's starting to find his voice. I mean, I was there. Um, it was a Memorial Cup. We were in Red Deer. That's when he signed. Uh, signed. And uh, from where he's come from there to now, um, as, as a, just a person, as a, you know, a human being, someone who can actually talk, uh, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's, he's really come a long way. And he's Prince Albert tough. That's what I like to say. Right. There is something about it. In all my time in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, players wouldn't mess with guys from PA. I don't know what it is. And I said that to his dad. I said, there's something about it. If you know you're going to a corner with a guy from Prince Albert, you probably know you're <laughs> going to get a, a thumping into the board. So if you can go into Europe on that big ice and lay a beating on some of the Russians and the Americans, that's a, that's a huge bonus. He rocked that guy in that Russia-Canada game in Prince Albert. That sent the Art Hauser. They went bananas. I thought the roof was coming off that place. He, he has an opportunity, but it's not an easy team to make. Kalen Addison, of course, from Brandon, he's there as well. Um, we've got some great stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks as the homestand continues. Everybody's favorite game is Friday. We don't want to look too far ahead yet because we've got rain check night coming up against the Kelowna Rockets. That'll be tonight because we are launching this on Tuesday. Right. Uh, the ticket, uh, the two-for-one tickets is not in effect, but all of the concession deals remain. Right. Right. 
Right, you can trade in your tickets from any game that haven't been used so far, right? Rain check night. Any unused ticket from the first half of the season can be redeemed for a free seat. All you got to do is pay the box office fee. It's three bucks. And you got a ticket to the game. Um, so, yeah, season ticket holders who have unused tickets, uh, if you were given some, you know, tickets, even like the the, the different ones that we give through, through all the different uh, uh different charity groups and different things like that. Any unused ticket, just make sure it gets redeemed uh, so no ticket gets wasted. It'll be a great night. It's a very, very tough uh, matchup in the Kelowna Rockets, Memorial Cup hosts. It'll be a great game. And what's very cool about it, though, is the fact that center plate they still have come on board with all those normal two for Tuesday concession deals. Two ninety nine beers, everybody. The two ninety nine beers. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> I like the disclaimer. Got to add that. that in there. Uh, the two dollar popcorn, the two dollar hot dogs. I know you can. Please eat responsibly. You, you can mow <laughs> down a few of those, and uh, the the, the two dollar bottle drinks. I even saw a sign. They haven't even told me this yet, but uh, on the taco sign or the taco stand, they had two dollar tacos last time. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you got your Tuesday dangerous. night plan now. But uh, but yeah, no. But uh, I mean, in terms of affordable uh, family nights out. Uh, Especially, you know, if you got a couple of unused tickets for rain check Tuesday um, night, Tuesday night, go and go and take advantage of that. Best night of the year for me as a broadcaster. I'd love to see it coming up Friday. Moose Jaw's in town. The Teddy Bear Toss game. Love to see the smiles on on the players' faces when the Bears uh, hit the ice and uh, Vern will roll uh, the the last handful of years here. There's been some. If some, you're watching on WCG yeah, if you're watching TV. WCG TV, you're going to yeah. get to see some of the video footage of the Bears and the fur flying over the glass. I love it when the players come out to clean up and they're smiling and laughing and <laughs> cannonballing into the into the truck and it's awesome and it's all going yeah. to a great cause. It's one of the best nights of the year. You know, when we kind of look at the schedule, there's always three games that we can kind of guarantee that if we're not going to be sold out, we're going to be real close. And it's, it's the home opener. It's the last game of the year because it's awards night. And it's this game right here. It's, 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 it's the, the teddy bear toss. Um, a big part of that's the fact that it's the Christmas school game as well. So, I mean, all the kids in Brandon School Division, kindergarten to grade four, they get a free ticket to this game. Uh, as well as this year, we did a ton of visits. We visited almost every single school in Brandon School Division. It was uh, it was a very busy couple weeks. Uh, but uh, the players made about 18 visits, uh, trying to cover as many classrooms as we can just to help promote this game because uh, thanks to our sponsors, they all get the free tickets. <laughs> you see the bear getting hung up there every stuck year. Stuck on the glass. There's always a couple of real big ones. And it's just, it's, it is always great to see. And it's always fun, too, to kind of guess who the goal scorer is going to be, who's going to get it. As we look back here, um, last couple of years, it's been a number of local guys. Lennon McCorister uh, got one my first year. My first ever Teddy Bear Toss goal was Lennon McCorister. Yeah, which will be coming up here right away. We're going to see if you're, again, if you're watching on the TV side. But, uh, I mean, Duncan Campbell, uh, Tyler Coulter. Uh, last year, it was Connor Gutenberg. Um, and when the local guys get it, it's almost even more special because they're the ones that literally were the kids in the crowd throwing the bears on the ice. I hear that every year when we talk about it. They go, yeah, of course, Falco. I was there. Uh, you know, I remember throwing this bear. Um, I can't wait for a couple more years, like right now. So we're looking at this footage. Uh, we got to look back because there's going to be some kids, um, maybe even Rylan Thiessen. You very well yeah, could be the in glass. the front row there throwing a teddy bear in one of these clips. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, that Linda McCorister goal. That was a weird uh, bouncing corner, goal. But, uh, it was awesome. But yeah, that, awesome. that game every year is a lot of fun. Uh, and then we take the teddy bears, we give them a Christmas cheer, uh, we help uh, divvy up uh, the West Metro for Christmas, Christmas dinner, they have it. And we make the hospital visits as well, you know, for the kids who just can't make it home in time for Christmas. Uh, so not just they get the bear, but they get a visit from the Wheat Kings as well, just wish them well and do what we, do what we can this so time So normally of the year. it's not encouraged to throw things on the ice, but uh, yeah. Friday night we encourage you, bring a bear or two or three. It doesn't have to be a bear, it can be a raccoon, it can be a, a bird, it can be whatever you want. It could also be toques, myths, yep. scarves. Uh, even uh, if you, we welcome any kind of donations I like that. I saw a lady last year. She had some ski pants and coats, wrapped them up in a garbage bag, and threw those over the glass Love as well. That. So it's fantastic. Uh, another uh, piece as well. But that's coming up Friday. Tickets for both uh, tonight's game against the Kelowna Rockets and Friday's game uh, against the Moose Jaw Warriors are available now at the Keystone Center box office. So 
Uh, we'll get to the holiday hockey next week on episode two because we've got a busy stretch of hockey coming out of the Christmas break. This first episode has absolutely flown by. Uh, looking forward to next week already. So follow uh, the Week Kings social media channels, Q Country social media channels uh, for all of your Week King uh, news and tune in every Tuesday uh, for uh, every Tuesday at noon, a new episode of the Weekly Harvest. Uh, for Chris Falco, I'm Brian and Crow. Have a great week and go Week Kings. Get some $2 hot dogs. <laughs> Be sure to follow Q Country and the Wee Kings on Twitter and Facebook for all your Brandon Wee Kings news. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Harvest.